Lord, for opportunity. Yeah, give him a hand. He's an amazing God. Thank you, Lord, making us a part of that. You could help us uh, support one of these children or part support. I, I labored quite a bit on the breaking down exactly a cost because I've heard different figures. So when we adopted these three orphanages, I says, I want to know exactly what it will cost to uh, to run a, a child and to help a child like that. So I broke it down that it cost approximately $35 to feed them, a little over a dollar a day, and $45 is for the, the uh, you know, the quarters, living quarters, which includes salaries for 12 people staff in a capacity of 40. 40 kids is what is the allowed capacity in Nicaragua. And, um, and so uh, then this uh, for education, the, the rest, and, and about $5 was set aside for beauty and, and <laughs> fun, <laughs> especially the girls. You know, we had to come up with some money for their makeup and things like that because girls are girls everywhere. And boys need sneakers for soccer, so so you had to look into stuff like that. And anyways, if you could uh, pray and see if the Lord wants us to support in some way, there's little cards in the back there. And uh, the immediate need is um, the government is shutting down its own orphanage because they can't meet their own requirements. Uh, but the Lord is so generous and brings money to us when we didn't have the need for that. But now we have the need for that. So money starts to come. And uh, we're, we're a, a week from now, so next Sunday we'll be in Nicaragua opening a second orphanage, which we built. The girls' dorm is completed. Boys' dorm is nearly completed. So we're excited about that. So invites are from many of the cities. And uh, so thank you for coming alongside with us and being parents with us. And uh, maybe you can even come in one of those trips with us and see what's happening and be the huggers and the kissers. Because <laughs> we could use that a lot. So there's also brochures with the different trips that we we uh, sponsor and support. And Nicaragua is, the one that's listed here is Christmas. We always give our, our Christmas. We We did that. 11 years ago and we haven't stopped going Christmas Day it's the best the best Christmas we ever have is just hanging out with the poorest and the and the orphans in some of the footages you might have seen the um, the garbage dump at the beginning there that's my wife's passion she's just really passionate about people who live in the garbage dumps and she even buys tickets for around the world like circling the globe, just visiting nothing but garbage dump after garbage dump. She's amazing. I missed her this morning. So I want to give away some CDs. Uh, the first things we started working for um, as, a, as a writer, as a musician. I was part of the rock and roll scene in Bulgaria as a, as a young kid. Me and three boys started the first rock band uh, in Bulgaria. and We weren't even any good, but there was no way to prove that. <laughs> Yeah. We're the first. Jason is amazing leader. The other day we enjoyed his leadership with his whole band, and and uh, but there's pressure on him to 
to because there's so many bands and things like that and he did a, amazing i actually like his song best more than even the other songs he did from other artists the, the chariot or, it's great but but when when i was there there was no so they no other bands so they put us on tv and there's only one channel so we were the, became the number one band in bulgaria there's no choice there's no number two we dominate the charts <laughs> Eventually, uh, the comments realized they made a big mistake and they shut us down. <laughs> and uh, that pushed me to escape. And uh, so, as, as, as I was got born again and became part of the community of, of the Lord's people, um, I was invited to write songs. And, and uh, so, the, the, the three songs I wrote with the uh, help of my wife, she did the lyrics. And... Uh, um, she wasn't my wife at the time. We were just dating. And we uh, the first project was called The Music Machine. Anybody remember that? The Fruit of the Spirit, Love, Joy, Peace. Remember that? Have patience, have patience. Don't be in such a hurry. <laughs> Anyways, we didn't write that one. <laughs> patience wasn't one we were thinking about. We wanted to get married quick and so... So we wrote about love and joy and smile and kindness and things like that, gentleness. Anyways, anybody has a, uh, if you have a three years old or, or younger, these two would be great, bullfrogs and butterflies or music machine. Come and get it, wherever. Okay. What do you have, a, a girl? I have a three-year-old boy and a okay. five-year-old. Do you want to pick one of those? Bullfrogs and butterflies. Anybody else has a child? Well, how about the family that we dedicated? Where is that family? We got on Friday. Good for you. Okay. This. What? What do you have? You have a a cousin. Okay. Okay. Um, two other CDs, totally opposite. One is just dance and wild stuff. Blistronica, my 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 wife series. Bliss means extreme great great happiness joy ecstasy of salvation so that's one and the other one is soaking slow they're both kind of soaking but this is for wild soakers <laughs> this is for normal soakers like so anybody has anniversary today or yesterday or the day before or something like that anybody has a birthday what do you got a birthday today Happy birthday! And uh, anniversary, anybody? Nobody has anniversaries. June? Anybody closer than that? How many years? Congratulations, Mary. Happy anniversary. Um, I, I, I wanted to share something just quickly on the, 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 the um, ordination, not ordination, what did we do? Dedication for the baby. Uh, actually, last night, I read, I read, yesterday, I read the stories, amazingly, about Hannah. And um, so I just want to confirm this um it says that 
you know, of course, the story is she didn't have a child. But she prayed, and God gave her a child. And she says, uh, before uh, Hannah was a... a before the year was out, Hannah was con con conceived and given birth to a son named Samuel, exclaiming, I asked God for him. And then, um, you know, they, uh, they, they took, the, the boy, they stayed home and, and nursed the child until he was, uh, he was, until he was ready to be weaned. And, um, she took him to Shiloh, bringing also, uh, making of a generous sacrificial meal, a prized bull and flour and wine. And um, so they went to the priest, and she, she says, um, Excuse me, sir, would you believe that... This is the Eli, the, the priest says, Excuse me, sir, would you believe that I'm the very woman who was standing before you at this very spot, praying to God, praying for a child, and God gave me what I asked for. And now I have dedicated him to God. He's dedicated to God for life. And then they worship, and, and Hannah prayed, I'm bursting with God news. I'm walking on air. I'm laughing at my rivals. I'm dancing my salvation. What a beautiful prayer. On and on goes on, but I like that phrase. I'm, I'm walking on air. And you know, when Jesus comes to your life, you know, he birthed something new. I know he did this to me. And and I'm still walking on air. And things try to get me down. and But nothing can pull me down. Because he cut every connection that the enemy and the devil and Satan and the, the, the hater of my soul um, had on me. And... He did this through the death of his son. So I just wanted to to boast on him of what he, he did, what he completed. And one thing to get George Georgian out of the communism, another thing, another thing to get communism out of Georgian. <laughs> and I experienced that. I came here to be free because communists would not allow me to to have my own identity and, and, and do what I wanted to do and express my, my life. So they shut us down. And um, and I did a very risky thing, very crazy thing. Son decided to escape through Iron Curtain, you know, to get here. I don't know if you remember, but there was I remember Berlin Wall. Well, it was not just in Berlin, dividing Berlin, but it was all the way down to to the south, uh, south, the south side of Europe. It's actually, Randy, aren't you aren't you doing things in a Trieskirchen camp? This is where I ended up. After I escaped, I was I was smuggled by, by the Polish black market, and they were good. At, they were they're the best industry Poland had at the time. <laughs> and uh, they smuggled me. They didn't realize they were smuggling me. I, I tricked them into thinking that uh, to buy do some business with them because I, I had enough money to prove. But they smuggled me, and then I ended up in Christchurch camp for years to work and help immigrants and refugees. And uh, of all the nations, America immediately accepted me. And when they found out how I was you know, risking my life, basically, for for be free, America, American embassy loved that that kind of spirit. So, yeah, we we like you. We give you a green card. We'll 
So with one-way ticket, I arrived to New York City. As I was landing, the hit song at the time was Killing Me Softly. <laughs> Killing me softly with this song. And I, I didn't know how prophetic that was for me. Because within one year, I realized even in the freest country, you know, I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel any free. And I was wondering, what, what do I need to do to feel better than I was before, to feel free? And, and that's when I ended up um, in the loving hands of the, the Jesus people, the, the ex-hippies. I don't know if you remember that. The tail end of the 60s, 60s and early, early, early 70s, there was a, a whole move of God among many young people. There were the counterculture and drugs and stuff. And, and uh, it was primarily in, in, New, in New York City. I mean, excuse me, uh, a Los Angeles area, but in California, but also there was another other regions too. In fact, Fort Wayne we're going to tonight, and there was a a move got there as well in that time. And I don't know if you remember a, a gal named Honey Tree. She was a singer at the time, and and she was one of those saved and and delivered from drugs and things and become born again. And so that was this turbulent time when when practically hundreds of thousands of young people coming to the Lord. And witnessing was very common and very, uh, they were on the streets of Los Angeles and other areas and, you know, sharing about Jesus. And I, uh, I, I fell in their, their arms and, um, they began to share about Jesus in a very simple way, but very different and like persuasive. It's like something was coming out of their eyes and they're looking at me. Jesus loves you. He really does. He dies for you. And I'm going, what are you on? <laughs> and, and so their witnessing didn't really go anywhere as far as I couldn't even speak English. And just, I didn't understand their, their story about Jesus. But um, their food was great. So that really did the trick. And uh, they, they, uh, they were actually musicians as well. So they found out I was a professional musician, I was like a Bulgarian rock star, so they go, oh good, we're going to impress this rock star now, we're going to show him, you know, so they start singing away their songs, and Jason will appreciate this story, but the guitar was a little out of tune, and I, said, I remember him noticing, tuning it quickly, but this guy, he didn't even notice his guitar was out of tune, so he was playing away, and I was like, please stop and tune this thing, and, just, and he just, came, just went on. And uh, there was a flute player with a band, and, and I play flute too. And the flute has three pieces, and supposed to put it together just right. Otherwise, it's either sharp or flat. And I, she just stuck it on, and just, it was sharp. And it's like, ah! The whole thing was like, and three chords was all they knew all night. All, every, every, every song, all their repertoire was three, three chords, C, D, and G. And, and I'm looking at them, and they're so excited. They're like the best band in the world. They're like, I'm a stadium. And it's like, I'm going, what is wrong with this band? They should be crying now, you know. But they're so happy. And, and I know about music, but I'm miserable. I says, what's wrong with this picture? At the end, it says, how do you like it? I go, whatever drug are you on, I want it right now. Make you happy for no reason, you know. I really, I really could use that. <laughs> And uh, food was great. 
that night. So they said, tomorrow, come, more music. I go, oh, I have to endure the music to eat. Okay, well, I'll go. I'm hungry, you know. <laughs> so that free dinner and love. And I'm just joking. They were fine, but I'm having fun with these musicians. <laughs> but um, um, after two months of free dinner and fellowship and the love was obvious, and I just, I just listen. I'm eating the guys' food, and it's just not fair because I don't believe in nothing they're saying. I know there's no God; they're they're, they're crazy. Um, but I just need to move on. But in case there is something true about that, I just give it one chance, and that's all. You know. So I'm going on the mountain the day before I leave. I'm going on top of the mountain alone, and thinking I'm going to go there and. I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to pray. And of course, it's, it doesn't make any sense to talk to God that you believe don't exist. And so anyway, but I just, I'll prove that there's no God. So I went on top of the mountain. And and the first thought came to say, God, do you exist? Okay, you know it doesn't. So say it and you'll see. So I said, God, do you exist? And as soon as the the my, my, my breath left, out of my mouth and my sentence came out. This suddenly was just this total change in the atmosphere all around me. It was like I couldn't figure it out. It's just like even the acoustics changed. Everything changed. Like somebody just came like near me and I can feel. And I'm going, what is going on? And it's like, what is this now? So I'm just talking to this listening presence, I can't even describe what it is, but I can feel it. I can't see it, but I can feel. And the more I talk, it's like the closer it got. It's like somebody was listening. <laughs> What's with you here? What's going on? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for getting it better. But we want it to be all good. Well, let me run this by you. Bible says that God uses the foolishness of preaching to confound the wise. Right? Yeah. So, because I like to mess with people's heads, and it might be a God thing, why not use a, an apparently broken body to minister healing? What's your name? Stephen. Ah, oh, I love you. Of course, God can do anything. But I'm like a stubborn kid. I want to see people, people well. And jumping and dancing and praising the Lord. So, Father, just, we just release your jumping and dancing spirit on our dear brother, Lord. And yes, Lord, you could use anything. and We've seen you use anything, even the calamities and difficulties, Lord, to sh show how triumphant you are. Thank you, Lord, for our dear brother's willingness to to struggle with this and not to reject you and to be bitter. And so we, we, we love you, Lord, for that. We appreciate And we just release your healing, healing virgin energy to flow to, and continue to make him better and better until he can just leap and dance with joy like... Like Hannah says, walking in air.
Amen. Everybody. So here I am in this experience with this listening presence around me. And the more I talked and discussed and the, the thicker it got and, and the suddenly the fate that God exists is shot right through me. And I, I practically collapsed on on the dirt. No catchers, but uh, I fell. <laughs> fell, boom. And I shook on the top of the mountain the entire day and just, just was crying and and didn't know even what to say other than whatever you are, whoever you are, whatever this is, I want to know you and I want to know everything about you and, you know. So that was just pretty much the only thing I could, I could say. And But it was like amazing experience. And it got dark and got cold. And so I crawled out of the mountain, went down to the house where the, these young people were living and and knocked on the door and they opened the door and, ah, <laughs> come on in. <laughs> they could see, you know, you can see faith and they could see that something has dramatically changed and, and uh, they started singing away, worshiping God. I, I didn't care anymore about it. how many chords were they using, whatever. Because <laughs> now I knew they were in some sort of a communication with this invisible presence and and just as I was just enjoying that and suddenly I had my first vision with God I had like two hands came out I couldn't see the person but I could see the hands just really toward me like this whew that was a moment because they were not just two hands but they were very special something very special about these two hands and I collapsed forward into these hands this time there was a carpet so <laughs> I didn't <laughs> it didn't hurt but I, I, I remember feeling he put his arms around me and uh, never let go till today over 35 years his arms are wrapped around me, never let go. And I stand with the Apostle Paul today and, and, and boldly proclaim that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing has the power whatsoever, neither life, neither death, neither the present or anything in the future. I'm so confident in my future because uh, he showed me my future. And one of the things that I've seen in the future through vision and dream and and even through transportation has actually had been into my future. Um, and again and again, it's been the same thing in different forms in stadiums or outdoor places, but I've seen these mass gatherings of worship and adoration and and the glory would fall and I could see it and and uh, the Lord overtaking His people, and and now, 35 years later, uh, I I 
I know we're getting closer and closer, but very soon uh, we'll, we'll come to this Indianapolis large, huge gatherings, and it's going to be gatherings of sons and daughters and fathers and mothers, because the whole kingdom is about about love relationship between a dad and a son. That's what heaven is all about. That's what the kingdom of God is about. And we we talk often about the kingdom. But now I, I talk more about the king, the father and the son of that kingdom because the kingdom of God is a father and a son. And so I just come to encourage the fathers here and the sons and the daughters. When I say father, of course, I mean it's not a gender. It's, it's father or mother, but it's the... It's the spirit of parenting, and and because the kingdom of God is is, is parenting, you know. And and there's a scripture in a, in the First Corinthians, and Paul talks about having, you know. He says you have many uh, that who are eager to show you everything what's wrong with you, but you have few fathers. And, and the Lord has made me through his, the message. Jesus gave me the message. Through the message, he birthed, he, he birthed you as sons, and, and, and I'm as a father to you. And I'm convinced that the gospel cannot be understood clearly without that Father Spirit giving, giving the gospel to us. The, the, the good news somehow is not as good unless it's given by to us by fathers and mothers because moms and dads know that, that they don't get they don't they don't want anything from their children they're not doing that for career or for business or for nothing other than just pure love and it's just it's indescribable but that is the essence of of the the message of the kingdom as of a father giving sacrificially his son. He didn't give angels, he didn't just give us principles, but he gave a son away. And devoted him to destruction. It's a biblical term, devoted to destruction. And he devoted his son to destruction so that he could take all the destruction out of you and and build you Rebuild you again, like whole with wholeness. Prince of Shalom is in, inside us because of the way he managed to pay a debt in full with his blood, and and now kick the devil out. And I know because he kicked the communist devil out of me, <laughs> and put himself in me and he's the he's the prince of freedom and I felt it when I finally arrived to, to Jesus and gave my life however I understood how to do it at the beginning and, and every day I, I see more of that and and through that love relationship that he offered this uh, the divine wholeness and protection it just keeps increasing and so I release that wholeness and this 
divine protection to make you whole and keep you whole. And so, thanks for inviting me here. And and uh, I want to keep it short. One of my mentors in the Lord says, his name is John Austin. He's gone with the Lord. He says, remember, George, bless the those who preach short, they'll be invited again. <laughs> Let's stand up. We're going to prepare for communion, so if the communion service could come forward. I am. Especially, um, I just want to speak for a moment to those who are here this morning and you don't know the fatherhood of God because you don't know His Son, Jesus. And if that's you this morning, the invitation um, this morning from the Lord is for an encounter. I can't promise the encounter that Georgian had on the mountain, but I can promise the transformation that Georgian walks in. So if uh, you've never met Jesus, you've never seen his arms reached out to you, you've never given your life to him and known the forgiveness of sin and the fatherhood of God, then as we're taking communion, really receiving the essence of God this morning, I'd ask you to come forward and talk to someone here in the front row. We'd love to pray for you. For the rest who uh, know the Lord, this is, um, this is the Father's goodwill. We're remembering that he was pleased to see his son crushed for us. That this bread that we take is a remembrance of the body of Christ broken for us. This wine or this juice that we uh, dip the bread into is, is remembering the destruction of Jesus' body, the blood pouring out, that we would be forgiven. That we would walk into healing and wholeness now and forever. So um, if you've committed your life to following Christ, this is your time to, re- to uh, come to the Father again and thank him for the gift of the Son. Lord, would you prepare our hearts now as we walk forward to um, take in the very presence of God, this means of grace. And I ask, Lord, that you implant this message of love, affection, your fatherhood upon us, that we would know you, love you, and express that knowledge and love to the world. Pray in Jesus' name. testimony of God Father saying you were you were in the desert but I I, I pour my grace to, to save you to protect you when there was no food I, I brought food and there was no no drink I provided a rock to, to provide drink and that's communion pretty much the bread and the wine bread and the water and so Lord we thank you for the supernatural provision and especially those who are in the desert of, of this world desert Lord in every way, shape, and form. Destruction, uh, rejection, abandonment, orphan spirit, uh, on and on. The, the fall made, it, made the humanity like a desert. And yet you, you, you reached out when we weren't even knowing where to go. Right now, just see him reaching his hands towards you. 
Maybe you feel it's like a toe bending around you spiritually, or you feel emotionally in a desert. He's out stretching out his hand, and he says, I, I swore, I swore to find you and to reach you, touch you, and bless you.
I feel this is somebody is facing a, like a bankruptcy or foreclosures or things like that. Uh, God wants to put an end to that right now. We take authority over your situation financially and uh, it works for finances, economy as well. His healing and His wholeness is here. There's a young young man here, a young person that is verge of suicide several times. And guys saying, "Can't do it, can't do it. No use trying because I'm life, and I chose you to demonstrate." my power over death my power and this temporary situation is as big as it looks it's going away and you're going to live and you're going to live a glorious life fulfilled life I'm not a religious God I'm feeling and understanding and fulfilling just take a step dad together got this um, um, wholeness come and I'll put you together somebody just had to went through the divorce himself and hurting embarrassed Lord says come let me take the shame away let me take this pain away love. Expect love, love, and more love. Somebody said, well, I don't have any problems, but I'd like to get a hug, Father's hug. Come. We want to love you. for a blessing his word to bless you you don't have to go through a hard time in order to come for a blessing you just come to be loved and blessed and, and give it away
falling in love with you, Lord. Falling in your wholeness. Falling deeper in your fullness. Immersed in your fullness. Lacking nothing because we have you. Lord, I release your divine protection. 